Today's sales leaders face a difficult task, selling the right products at the right time through the right channels. A new three-day program from Harvard Business School Executive Education addresses this problem directly. Join us on the Boston campus in August for Managing Sales Teams and Distribution Channels, where you will discover strategies that can lead to the best sales performance. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me sales. That's hbs.me sales. You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville Podcast. Real people, real problems, real success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. I've got my friend Kristen Gad here with us today. Um, she is, let's see, I know you work for KW, Kristen, the elite team. Tell me, what is it that you do? Do you own it? Do you run it? What is it that you do for the elite team? So, hey guys, um, I'm Kristen Gad. I own and run the elite team, which is umbrellaed under Keller Williams. My husband and I own it, and we also own and run a property management company within that as well in Southern Colorado. That's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't know your husband was involved in real estate. So that, did you guys meet in real estate? Uh, no, we actually, we've been together for 16 years. Wow. Uh, we met in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a good long time, but so yes. your, your yes. partner in crime is also your sidekick. It sounds like and, and business owner. So does, do you, do you guys ever have those arguments that couples would have when it comes to business or does everything kind of stay pretty mellow with all that? Cause that's a lot of interaction with one person. You know, we're absolutely not perfect by any means, and we absolutely do have our arguments. Um, right. But I wouldn't want to have those arguments with anybody else. Yeah. So I love it. It's great. That's good. That's good. And you have a vested interest in each other's success, which is huge. Absolutely, yes. So you guys met in high school, which is kind of ironic because that brings us to what I called you about today. Um, I had yeah. noticed on the news, they said it here in Nashville. And I don't know, it, I didn't realize this was a thing. I knew the four block schedule was existing where, you know, kids went to school um, and they'd have four classes a day and it was shorter semesters, but longer classes. And that crammed in all this knowledge. Now on the news, they said, hey, Colorado's thinking about moving their kids to a four day schedule. To me, that was just mind blowing. I did my post and that's where, where you had responded on it. And it just blew my mind that, that something like that would exist. You said that that's been a thing in your area for quite some time. Is that correct? Correct. So I'm in southern Colorado. I'm in the Pueblo, Pueblo West area. And about, oh, 12 years ago, um, right at about the downturn when the market started to crash, um, District 70, that's who I'm with, mm -hmm. they uh, were having some budget issues. So they decided to bring up the four-day schedule. It was huge. It was very controversial. Um, we had family members pull their kids out of 70 because of it. Wow. Um, at, at the time, I did not have a kid. Um, we do live in the 70 area, and we did put our child in the District 70 school district. Mm -hmm. And I will have to say, it, um, it's not too bad. Uh, there, there are We go Monday through Thursday, mm -hmm. um, and we have Fridays off. I think it's fantastic for our kids because my son gets an extra day to rest. He gets an extra day to be active with his friends or his cousins. Right. Um, it, it gives me time to spend time with him as well. I, I'm also, I'm a realtor. I make my own schedule. I know that some parents don't get to have that. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a huge issue when they switched over to the four days. Um, A lot of parents didn't know what to do with that extra day. They they worked nine to five. Right. Um, So a lot of the um, uh, YMCA's in the area, um, some extra school programs kicked in, and they did child care programs for our area. Um, So that helped out a lot. Right, right. So four days, Monday through Thursday, basically, what hours? Is it the typical, you know, eight in the morning to three in the afternoon, or do you get longer hours, or how's that work? So I drop my son off at 740 in the morning. He's got to be in his in his uh, classroom at 745. Mm-hmm. The bell rings at 750. Um, it then goes, his bell rings at three o'clock to leave school. So oh. it's... I mean, that's what I did. I, I grew up with a five-day school week, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. I had to be at school at 730, and I left at 3. So it was it's normal for me. Right. Um, and he seems to do okay with it. He seems to do fine. So from a, a homework standpoint, because it sounds like you have to cram five days into four, is, is there more homework for him than you remember getting yourself when you were his age, or is it just kind of, hey, he gets homework and it is what it is? Um, I'm a little 50-50 on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my child is six years old, and he's in first grade, and the kid has got a lot of homework. Right. A lot of homework that I didn't feel I had, but again, um, he needs to accelerate in a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a lot of homework, um, but we get it done. We're structured. I pick him up. We come home. We do all of his homework from start to finish, right. and then he he can go and play and do as he pleases. And then we go on to extra activities. It is a little bit more homework, um, but it's not bad. We're, we're very structured. Um, he, he knows that we come home. He knows that we sit down. We do our homework. Mm-hmm. And as soon as every piece of homework is done and I am satisfied with it, right. we go on playing and do whatever we need to do. So we try to keep it structured. Now, homework-wise, I don't know how you feel about this. And, and he's in first grade, so... It's a little bit easier. Uh, my girlfriend, Shannon, her son, he is in ninth grade now, but he used to bring homework home. And have you ever seen that that TV show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Yeah. That's what I felt like every time he brought homework home. I'm like, uh, I don't know yeah. how to do this. But obviously, I'm not saying, hey, I don't know how to do this. But I said, hey, you need to ask your teacher. That's what they're there for. Um, right. Do you find that his his homework's complex you know we're older now so it's been years and years since we've done stuff like that but is it pretty complex for these guys or or is that something I'm just imagining on my end so I'm super happy that you brought this up because we're having a little bit of an issue right now Mm -hmm. um I'm actually thinking of switching school districts because of this right um I'm with you I feel that uh the teacher needs to teach yes um I'm a, I, I'm 100% behind teachers, 1,000%. We are all here for one thing, our children. Right. Uh, I feel that if my child is not being taught in the classroom, mm-hmm. there needs to be something done. And I'm feeling that that's how schools are these days. My kid is in first grade. He's bringing stuff home to memorize words. When I was in school, we didn't memorize words. We learned words. Right. We did phonics. Right. We learned what the word meant. We sounded out each letter. I feel my kid is not getting that. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit of a battle um, with his homework. Right. Um, 
So, yes, I, I feel that the teacher needs to teach and do their job, and I feel that it's hit and miss with each teacher each year. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and that's fair to say. You know, one of the things that I find, and, and tell me if you kind of feel or think the same way, I think with technology being like it is today, I think a lot of kids are given shortcuts because it's like, hey, you know what? You don't have to know who the, you know, when I was in school, it's like you have to name every president from president one all in order. And it, yep. I've never used that in my lifetime. I've never had someone come up and be like, hey, you know what? You want to be in the mortgage industry? Tell me who the ninth president of the United States is. <laughs> I couldn't tell you that exactly. right now, but I know where I can find that information. So I'm wondering if some of the stuff that's being done is being done simply because we have information access right at our fingertips the school that that my girlfriend's son goes to um they are encouraged to bring ipads and iphones and all that stuff to school it's a bring your own technology school and so they encourage them they have wi-fi throughout the campus this way they can access it i mean it's it's insane but i don't think they're being taught the we got taught some ridiculous things when we were in school let's face it yeah they're not being taught those things so I wonder if it's a combination of maybe some of these teachers adapting to the new era of kids, or maybe it's just laziness. I don't know, you know, but the four day school week, I could see how that would save money on budgeting. I could definitely see that. The issue I have and the reason why it's ridiculous to me is, is you have single parents or even um, two parent households that just simply... They, the kids don't get to eat unless they're at school. The kids, um, that's their daycare. Mom and dad have to go to work during the day. The extra $100 a week or a month is make or break. You know, what do you, what do you find that the community does to help people in those situations? Is there a discounted rate or a, a subsidized program for people that can't afford that? So I'm glad that you brought that up because right now District 60 in my city is a five-day week, and they're thinking about going to a 40-week. It's a huge ordeal right now. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Big debates going on for it because District 60 is a little bit more – their budget isn't as nice as District 70. Right. Um, District 60 is a little bit low budget, Mm -hmm. low income, if you you will. Right. Um, A lot of those parents are single moms, single parents, who can't afford to feed their child. So they're relying on that fifth day when they're in school, they get breakfast, they get lunch, they get after school activities. Mm-hmm. Um, so District 70 is a little bit more higher budget and they've got a little bit more higher income uh, family-wise. Right. Uh, so 70 adapted very well to the four-day week because of that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. District 60, in my opinion, is obviously low income, and I think they're going to have the hard time keeping up with the parents who can't afford to feed their kids, and I think it's going to be a huge issue. Right. Uh, and, and I would be the same way. Right now, my biggest concern is, is holidays, Christmas break, spring break, and summertime. Fridays, I can figure out what to, do, what to do with my kid. Thank God I have a great family base. And my family takes care of my child on Fridays. It's the spring breaks and the holiday breaks and the summer breaks that I I can't find anybody to take care of my kid. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can't imagine what these single moms and these low-income households are going to have to deal with if they do go to four-day weeks. I do agree with that. Like I said, I'm very 50-50. 
I love the four day week because my kid gets more done. Right. He's more energetic. We, he spends more time with the family. But then again, there's those families that can't afford it. Mm-hmm. They have to go to work to pay for their kids to now go to daycare. So it's, it's 50-50 for me. It's a huge subject. Right. Very controversial. It, it is, and that's something, you know, from the outside looking in, because we don't have anything like that that I'm aware of here in Tennessee, it struck me, and I'm like, it, it was an instant post. I'm like, look, these are what these people are doing. How idiotic can it get? Now that you, you get into it and discuss it a little bit, some things of it make more sense. But right. the... Uh, you know, I grew up poor. I grew up with uh, little to nothing. My mom did everything in her power to give us what she could. She was a very hard worker. Um, but I know financially, because we qualified for free lunch due to the fact that she was limited on income, financially, us having a meal at school brought a burden off of her to some degree. And actually, it was two meals because we had breakfast and lunch there. Um You know, so I can only imagine you, you get some of these families and I deal with them, you know, from time to time and, and they just don't have a way to financially afford that they're breaking their back. They're working their butts off, be it at a factory, McDonald's, you know, driving a bus, whatever it is, they're, they're breaking their back to do it and to make a drastic change in what's potentially the meals for their kids and the daycare on that day is going to be devastating to their budget. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. You're going to have to keep me in the loop with that one because I'd be curious um, what actually happens, what the community decides to push on that, uh, and how people adapt. I mean, I, to me, that would be devastating. But Oh, a- absolutely. You know, um, the YMCA, I'm, I'm sure, is going to step up if it does happen. And the Boys and Girls Club is very big in our community. So my guess is, is that they will step up as well. But But who knows? It's yeah. a limbo. Hopefully they do. You know, hopefully that that's something that gets solved. So, you know, that's that's just yeah. the biggest thing. And, and as a for you being a successful realtor with a successful agency, you know, the biggest thing is is people don't realize. People think, oh, realtors, you know, they work an hour or two a day, if that, and they do their thing, and it's all party time after that. But you made a point that was very interesting, and you said, you know, family helps a lot which tells me that you spend a lot of time at your office getting things knocked out, getting things worked up, writing contracts, training people, doing all the things it takes to be a successful agency. So the ideal of, oh, realtors only work a couple hours a day obviously isn't true in your case. Um, Obviously, you guys are doing some extra things, and you own a property management company as well, so there's some things that keep you guys pretty busy from what it sounds like. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. That's, it's it's always something, and that's the thing you see with the successful agencies, and that's why I'm so happy that you you agreed to come on here because you are a successful person, especially in your area. You have a great understanding of the market, the different districts, and everything else, so I've, I felt like this is something that you would be able to discuss well. So one of the things I always do when I get ready to interview people is I go to their Facebook profile. Why? Because it helps me understand who I'm getting ready to talk to. Uh, you and I have been Facebook friends for quite some time now. I'm not sure how long, but I know it's been a little while at least. Uh, I know we have a large circle of, of mutual friends. Um, yeah. I, I noticed your son, he rides motocross. Is that correct? Yeah, he's seven years old. He's been on He's been on two wheels since he was about two or three years old. No training wheels. Went wow. from a Strider bike straight to a, a motorcycle. Um, he, he rides a, a Cobra Junior, which is about 50 cc's, and and that's another reason why I like the four-day week. Um, he races. He races all over the state of Colorado, wow. sometimes four, five hours away. So when he has a race on a Friday night, 
we've got to leave Friday morning to hit that race. Mm-hmm. So four-day week for us works fantastic because of that. He gets to enjoy his motocross. Right. So, yeah. That's got to be nerve-wracking, though. I mean, you watch, you know, for me, like when my children trip, uh, a part of me is like, oh, you know, it, it hits me inside. Yeah. And it may be because I'm a newer parent. Um, and so I see it and it's more nerve wracking. Everyone says they're like, Oh, give them a couple years and they'll fall and you'll laugh and blah, blah, blah. How nerve wracking is that for you to watch your son on two wheels? It was horrific. I I can't even explain to you. It is one thing from going to a Strider bike Mm -hmm. to putting a three-year-old on a motorized vehicle. Right. It was, and then to go from practicing by himself to actually putting him on a track with. 20 other kids who are now on a motorized vehicle was even was even more it was it was awful i was nervous butterflies um i'm back to a calming now i'm okay i see it i'm used to it Uh but now he's he's starting to get faster he's starting to figure out his turns right and he's becoming a little bit more of a daredevil so it's 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 getting it's starting to come back to where (laughs) getting scary again <laughs> right right so so he's getting to the point where he's getting that speed underneath of him he's eventually going to move up to a bigger bike because what'd you say he's seven oh. so nine ten years old yeah. he'll probably be on an 80 right yeah i think we're going to go to a 65 next and probably an 80 and that is uh the bigger the bike the bigger the kids that he'll be around right it's scary they're little fragile bodies and when they wreck it's just it's like a rag doll and yeah. it's Super scary. <laughs> they say that kids are plastic, though, and that they just, you know, they bend and move and everything else, and they pop back together. I don't know if that's true or not. Funny story, you know, and, and hats off to your son for being a champion and doing the things he does, riding motocross and everything else. That that takes a um, – I'm trying to think of the appropriate way to say it. It takes a lot of courage uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> in order for to get on there. I, I was, I think, 19 years old or so the first time. All my buddies raced motocross growing up. Um, I decided to give it a whirl. I was riding a buddy of mine, CR125, back when they were four or uh, two strokes were the common thing. And I remember being at the gate, not being able to hear my bike, dropping the clutch when the gate dropped, and supermaning all the way down the front straight until I was able to gather my bearings and get back on the bike. I raced one race, did about four laps before I was winded and half dead because it was a dry track. It was smoky and everything else. And. Never again, never, ever, ever again. I'll tell you, I, I had an accident. I did a downhill tabletop double and came off the bike and hit my, the. this was at a buddy's track. I hit my hip on a rock that was just barely sticking out of the dirt. And I flopped around like a fish out of water for about three minutes. And I said, not again, not ever again. Um, yeah, it, it's very intimidating sport. Very. It, is, it is. And it takes a sack to get up on a bike. And, and I say a sack, women obviously race too. There's a lot of fast girls out there. Um, oh yeah and i have a ton of respect for those people now i got into more of the road racing and stuff like that that was kind of my thing but i think it's a little more forgiving and it's not as as uh, motocross is tough you know so your kid's probably in pretty good shape due to the fact that he's racing motocross so right well it and my husband does drag bike racing too he goes from a dead stop to almost 200 miles an hour in seconds so jesus yeah what do you yeah. do with all that testosterone around your house? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I have a lot of girl days. A lot of girl days. <laughs> I was going to say you'd have to because the, the testosterone just has to be like, 
I have a feeling if you had somebody with low T, they could just drop in your house like once every couple of days and, and their testosterone <laughs> boost back up. Cause that's a lot of, a lot, yeah. you know, and you gotta be the yeah. mom, the mom slash wife that has to support yeah. both of those guys and watch the two people that you probably love more than anything in the world, go out there and do one of the most dangerous things that can be done on two wheels. You know? Yes. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, hats off to you. That's, those are big shoes to fill. You know, you, you guys got a business going, you got all that stuff going on and it's, it's a lot, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it. love it and I enjoy it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the, the four day week, it really sounds like is, it gives you some flexibility. Now let me back up to a yeah. point. Um, I know you said a lot of people remove their kids from the 70 district. Is that something that your, your district gives you the option to say, Hey, if you don't want this, you can move your kids to this school. Or are you bound by the district that you reside in? Well, technically, you are bound by the district that you reside in. Um, but there are some charter schools in our area where you can apply to. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it just it, it depends. I, honestly, I don't know if people could afford to move their kid to a different district if, if District 60 does decide to do four day. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to be forced with it. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's, yeah. I know here in Williamson County, so I had a buddy of mine that lived in my neighborhood. Uh, him and his family sold their home. They moved, but they wanted their daughter to remain in the Summit High School that's that's right on the backside of our right. subdivision. Um, uh-huh. He had to pay like $3,200 out of pocket for her to go to school there for like an additional semester or something to where she could graduate with her class. It was just, and, and I get yeah. it, you know, they're not paying taxes yeah. and everything in this area, so they should have to pay it. That's a lot of money, you know. Right. I, I just don't see yeah. that as, as being something that's great, but I'm not yeah. the school guy. I, yeah, I don't I don't think that would happen here. I mean, I, I'm... I'm switching my kid to a different district, different school district next year, mm-hmm. and it's not going to cost me any money besides me driving a little bit further. Um, but you know, it, I really feel for those those parents who you know they really don't want the four day. Where are they going to go? How much yeah. is it going to cost? Right. So. Right. Yeah. And a lot of kids have taken the bus. You know, mom and right. dad's already at at work by the time the kids getting out. You know, because we look right. at our lives and our our situations, and we have. We're blessed. We have, fortunately, we've worked hard and we've taken advantage of the things that um, other people sometimes don't. You know, when it comes to the the industry, and we're able to provide and do some things, and the market's been good to us and things like that. But let's look at the days when when you know. I don't know how you grew up, but I was poor as a kid, and so mom didn't have an option. She had to be at work by a certain time. There was no, hey, my son's got to be there at this time or whatever. You know, so I, I really feel for people in that situation. Hopefully that's something that's taken into consideration when the district makes a decision on what they're going to do with that. So Right. No, I, I totally I totally feel you. That That is going to be huge in our community if it does go down to a four-day yeah. um, with the lower-income families and, and the families who work, you know, an eight-to-five or nine-to-five job. What are they going to do with their kids before school? What are they going to do with their kids with after school? It's, it's huge limbo right now, a huge right. controversy. And I hope it gets, you know, weeded out. For me, I love the four day, mm-hmm. but on the flip side, I can totally see it. I totally get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to wrap this up. We're getting towards the end here. You know, my, my listeners, their attention span is a lot like mine and it's only so <laughs> large. 
<laughs> but you, final thoughts. I mean, what do you think? You know, is there anything that you would want a person that's going to a four day schedule to know? I know it's been something that you're used to, but any tips out there for anybody that's switching or any tips out there for anybody whose kids are doing the things that you're doing, the, the motocross and stuff like that? Uh, my tip for the four-day, if it does end up going for a four-day in the District 60 area, um, you know, my, my one thing would be there's most likely going to be programs out there. I mean, reach out to the Boys and Girls Club. Reach out to the YMCA. Um, you know, find someone to, to help out. I'm sure there's going to be something. Right. Um, make your voice heard. I mean, if you don't want it, make your voice heard. Stand up. Say something. Yes. Um, motocross. Oh man. <laughs> us, us moms, we need to get together and have like a drinking day just because of it. <laughs> <laughs> they should just allow it at the track. Everyone just, well, they did when I was doing it, but you know, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fun. My son loves it. I love watching him, but it's very scary to watch crashes, um, and the speed that they go. Right. Um, you know what? The biggest thing that gets me going and watching him is because he loves it. And yeah. that's all that matters. To me. As long as he loves it, I will be there to support him no matter how crazy it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, that's incredible for both your son and your husband. I'm sure they, they greatly appreciate that. Um, uh, Kristen, I know you run your own, own uh, real estate agency. Tell me how I get a hold of you. If I'm trying to buy a house in your area or if I'm trying to buy a house in district 70, because district 60 doesn't fit for me anymore. <laughs> so I'm in Southern Colorado, Pueblo and Pueblo West. We are about 30 minutes south of Colorado Springs, about an hour south of Denver. Um, we're the elite team, uh, Southern Colorado. You can go to our website at goeliteteam.com. Or you can shout out at us on Facebook at our um, site there, the Elite Team Southern Colorado. Give us a like, shoot us a message, and that'll be great. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, great, great conversation today. Like I said, I appreciate you taking some of the time out uh, to do this. I know you have a busy day and everything. I try to keep within the guidelines of time because I respect your time as well. Um, you guys heard it. If you're in Southern Colorado, you're looking to buy a home, please reach out to Kristen and her team. She does a lot, obviously, for her community. Plus, she's got two very expensive hobbies that she has to help support between her and her <laughs> husband. So uh, <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We will talk to you on Friday. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Episodes air Mondays at 6 and Fridays at 5. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe. Advancements in technology, shifting markets, and the gig economy are changing the nature of work. With this in mind, Harvard Business School Executive Education is launching a new program on managing the future of work. Based on the latest research into the forces reshaping workforce demographics, this program is designed to help employers remain competitive by thinking strategically about today's evolving business landscape. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me future. That's hbs.me future. Summer is coming. Time to turn off the TV and turn on a clever little app called Audible. With Audible, you can listen to the stories you love while doing the things you love outside. You know, that place you're supposed to be in the summertime. 
For just $14.95 a month, you get a credit good for any audiobook. If you don't like it, exchange it any time, or roll your credits over to the next month if you don't use them. So get up and get outside with Audible. Start a 30-day trial, and your first audiobook is free at audible.com.